tripod, dude. I hope you guys are all doing wonderful. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, number eight? Are we on eight? I now have a microphone. <laughs> I'm using a shoebox uh, as a microphone stand and my microphone on the shoebox. Yes, I know. We just keep getting more and more professional here at the uh, Jonathan Ferrer podcast. But today, um, I just got these new wheels. These are the BC Forged MLE 81s. Most of you already have probably seen the reveal video. Um, we've done one pass of ceramic coating on all the wheels. Today, I'm gonna do the second pass for the mounting and everything tomorrow. So this podcast will be coming out after the whole reveal and everything. Beautiful wheels. I mean, they're unbelievable. Super, super happy with them. I mean, every time I see them, I'm like, these are way, way too nice for me. These are, these are gorgeous, man. I'm, I'm really excited about them. Um, like I said, we've done one pass of ceramic coating on them and I want to do one more on all the wheels just so we're, uh, just so we're super duper protected and, um, we have some super duper hydrophobic technology going on. So I kind of figured I would just turn on the camera today and we would chat while ceramic coatings and wheels. Why not? Right? We're going to start with the top here to these wheels are insane, insane. Never had a uh, set of wheels so nice in my life. Kind of feel like I'm spoiled with these. A little bit of anxiety because they're so nice that like you don't want to screw them up. It's, it's a it's a two-way street, right? Like you want nice wheels, but at the same time, <laughs> you don't want to have to babysit nice wheels. <laughs> you know, because there I mean there are days where I just want to drive the crap out of my car. I don't have to worry about having nice wheels. But at the you know, I don't know. I kind of got, I've gotten to the point where I've uh, accepted the fact that, you know, some things are just going to get dirty and some things are just going to get abused when it comes to car parts. I mean, that's just how it goes. So if you're going to spend the money, be prepared to spend the money and let, let things happen as they do. So if it, you know, if these get damaged by something or some rock scratches and that, which is inevitable, it's going to happen. Uh, that's okay. That's part of it. So that's something that I definitely struggled with for a long time, especially when I, you know, when I first got into modifying cars and I would spend all this money on them and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want anything to get ruined, you know, and it's your daily. So it then becomes a, one of those things like, oh, well, I don't want to drive it. Then you never end up driving the car. And it's like, well, what's the point in that? You don't get to enjoy your car. Now you're just saving miles for the next person to enjoy it, which I am definitely not a fan of. Because I like to drive my cars, man. If I'm spending that much on a car and I'm modifying it that much, I want to drive it. I want to enjoy it. Anyways, really, really enjoying the Super so far. Got some really cool stuff happening. I got some more carbon parts coming this week for it. Um, however, I don't know if don't know if I'm going to keep these carbon parts that are coming on the car. They're they're a bit aggressive and and um yeah they're they're a bit aggressive but we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see i'm gonna see them i'm not gonna make any judgment calls until i see everything on the car and either way you know some people a lot of times when i make these videos you guys you know i do a, i do a lot of different style of parts different styles of these parts on these builds and the reason i do that is to give people options you know and it's it always kind of makes me chuckle when people are in the comments like, oh, it looks terrible. Why would you do that? You ruined the car. It's like, like, dude, 
half the stuff we do to these cars, like we're doing it to just give people who might have that taste, that, that style of taste an option so they can see what it looks like. That's the value in the content. Um, but obviously, you know, just haters are gonna hate because that's what they do. So with this, uh, with this new set of carbon stuff that's coming on Tuesday, today's Sunday, on Tuesday, I don't know if I'm gonna keep it on the car. I don't know if I'm gonna continue running the stuff. Um, we're just gonna throw it on there and make the content and, you know, people dig it, they can, they can grab it. If not, don't. <laughs> I think the car, like, I think it's really clean as it is right now. But, you know, Brian and I at Keys Motorsports, Brian and I were talking and he was like, you know, I got all this new super stuff. Like, why don't you just try it out and see if you like it? And I'm like, you know, why not? Like, what's the harm in that? Uh, at least we get some content out of it. And like I said, we show some of these guys options, you know, in case that is their style and that's what they want to build. Everyone's got their own style when it comes to builds, man. I'll never understand people that shit on other people's builds. Like, obviously, I don't love every single build out there, but we kind of just, it's just, we, we live in this weird time. It's not a weird time, it's been happening for a long time. It's just unfortunate that people don't have the, uh, I guess, class to, you know, you don't, if you don't like it, you don't have to say you don't like it. <laughs> it it's okay to, to just have your own internal thoughts and not vomit everywhere, you know? If you don't like something, just move along. So I've found personally that it's really important to understand the balance when it comes to social media. You know, like for me personally, I, um, ceramic on there. For me personally, I heavily limit myself to how much I'll read in the comments and how much I'll actually interact with because it's just not good or bad. Like it's just not good for you to sit there and like continually take in other people's opinions. It's just not good for you. And you know, you, you kind of have to have your own like mental balance going on. And the only reason I'm saying this is because I know that like a lot of people, they really struggle with, um, you know, social media and it's, when, when you start getting to a, a level where you have more people watching you, you just you inevitably just get more haters, man. Like, it's just, it's just part of it. It's just part of the gig. And, you know, th that's one thing that I tell people when they want to start YouTube. Like, you know, get ready. Like, if you're, if you're really trying to do this and you're really trying to be around and, like, make some content for a lot of people, like, start figuring that part of it out now. Like, start figuring out how you uh, can take um, criticism and, and even aside from criticism, like just hate because you're just gonna get a lot of it. And so you need to find the healthy ways to deal with that. Um, and nobody's perfect. Like we all crack back sometimes. I crack back at people sometimes. Um, nobody's perfect. Like it's, it's just, a, it's just an, an interesting time and you're, you're just going to get a lot of people that want to tell you exactly how they feel. And even if they don't like you, for whatever reason, they have to tell you. That's just the uh, world we live in. So it's, uh, it's obviously been a, you know, a tough time for a lot of people, man, with 
the pandemic and everything and everyone being stuck inside. And I think that that, I know that that has a lot to do with why people are acting the way they're acting and why kids are acting the way they're acting. And there's just so much more attention now on these applications because people are at home and they're just sitting around, you know, watching Netflix and playing around dancing on TikTok, you know? Especially on TikTok, I noticed that like these, you know, they're kids, like they're so young, like they don't, they just don't understand a lot of things. And um, just in general in life. And they're just like doing it because they're just being kids, you know? And when you're a kid, you're a punk, dude. Like I was, like I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was a punk, you know? Like a lot of kids are just punks. Like <laughs> that's like part of life and you just go through that. And so I, you know, I like when kids, say stuff like that, I'm like, okay, like, would my little shit self be doing that? Like, saying something like that? Like, possibly, like, I was a punk, dude. Like, not everyone's perfect. So you just kind of approach it with empathy and uh, move on. But, you know, it's, there are a lot of younger people who just take that stuff really hard, man. And they don't, um, you know, I don't have kids. But there are many times where I'm like, man, it would be tough to be raising a child right now in, this, in today's world with all the social media and all of the comparing. The comparing complex is a big one. That's probably the worst part about social media is that we are continually comparing. We're always comparing, you know, in life. Oh, Scotty down the road has two Lambos and a big house and whatever, you know? It's so easy to do that. It's so easy to do that. But it's, um, you can't do, you can't, you can't, you can't compare, man. Like you compare your, oh God, that's just such a, a world of hate and harm you're going to put yourself into. You're going to hate yourself if you sit there and compare your life and what you're doing to everyone else. But you definitely see, uh, I mean, you know, back to what I was saying, like it, raising a child, like, man, whew, that would be tough in a world where everything is, you know, people are supposed to look a certain way. People are supposed to act a certain way. People are supposed to say certain things without, you know, you're just gonna get ridiculed if you do anything outside of that. Um, you get trolled, you get bullied, you get hated on, you know, and kids aren't like built to handle that. The majority of kids aren't built to handle that. And so it's just sad, man, like, and I just don't, I could see raising a child in that environment being very, very testing. Very, very, very difficult to do. Um, I have a lot of respect for, you know, mothers and fathers out there that are raising a child right now, especially with like everything with the schooling that's going on. You know, a lot of kids aren't back at school and they have to be homeschooled and their parents are always around. It's just like, holy shit, man. Now everyone's working from home, you know? So like I, like I've worked from home for so long that Working from home is easy for me, man. <laughs> you know, like everyone else is like, oh God, I'm not used to working from home. It's so tough. I've been doing it for a long time. Like I, I got working from home, I got that mastered, bro. Like, and really what it comes down to is uh, you just have to be like a productivity master. You know, you have to be disciplined and you have to be a productivity master. And what I mean by that is that you have to 
you know, when you wake up in the morning, even though you don't have a job to go to, you have to get ready and get dressed like you're going to a job. Now, like my days in my life, it's, it's very, very structured. I like a little bit of structure and I like a little bit of spontaneity. So I will, you know, for the majority, like Monday through Friday, like my days are structured. I have everything written out on a whiteboard Monday through Friday. I know what I'm doing. I know when I'm doing it. I know what I'm filming. I know when I'm editing. I just kind of prefer it that way for, from a productivity standpoint. But there are a lot of folks who, you know, they have a hard time with that. And so the other side of it is I do like a little bit of spontaneity. And by that, I mean, I'll just book a trip to go somewhere randomly because I need to have some of that spontaneity to break up some of that structure. Um, having, I think personally having too much structure isn't a good thing. Cause then it's like the, almost the same thing as having like a nine to five job. I am not a nine to five person, like a job, like go to an office and work. I'm not, I can't do that. Like I'd rather not be alive than have to do that. I'll do anything to not have to go to a job. So like for me, you know, that like that mindset, like I, the fact that I would do anything to not have to go to a nine to five job is really what has allowed me to not have to go to a job and do what I do for a living is because I'm so determined I have, that's my why, you know what I mean? Like that is my, that is my why that really pushes me to not have to do other things. So when it comes to like the structured side of it, you know, like you got, you got to have a routine, man. Like you got, you got to wake up in the morning at a certain time. Can't be sleeping in till nine, 10, 11. Um, you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing. You can't be like hitting the bars and messing around all the time. Like, you know, the thing is, I, and this is something that I hear a lot with people, they, they talk about, oh, yeah, 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 you know, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to start this channel, I'm going to be this, I'm going to do that. But then, like, they spend the majority of their time fucking around at bars, getting blackout drunk, and, like, spending all their money on dinners and, and alcohol, and, like, clubs. And it's like, <laughs> you're not going to go anywhere. Like, <laughs> you keep doing that, like you're not going to go anywhere. It's just funny because I see that all the time. Like I see, I see that all the time. And like those types of people are like, they're only fooling themselves. Like they're, they're just lying to themselves. You know, I got all of that shit out of me when I was in my twenties. And like, once I, once I got to like 30 years old, I was like, all right, bitch, like it's time to fucking work, <laughs> you know? And like, and then, you know, you lose some friends, you, you have to you have to drop some relationships because they're just not the healthiest for you. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if your if your circle isn't elevating you up or you aren't elevating them or you don't you guys don't have the same goals or mindsets, it's just gonna it's just gonna bring you back in life. It's not gonna allow you to progress any further. Um, you are only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. Like when I moved here, it was so good for me because when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, I didn't really know anyone. Like I just knew my brother. So like when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, it forced me to kind of just do shit on my own, you know? And like I had, like I met a few people here and there through like cycling and whatnot, but like for the most part, I just did my own thing. And I was very, very adamant on doing my own thing. So lately I've gotten back into cycling a lot. You know, I, I grew up cycling a lot. I used to race a lot used to do a lot of fun rides, you know, like my life was heavily revolved around cycling to the point where I was riding like 50 miles a day. Um, I think the great part about cycling 
One, it gets you outdoors. Being in nature is just good for you. I don't care who you are or what you say, like undisputable. Being in nature, is it soothes your soul and heals your heart. And um, man, if I'm ever having a rough time, a rough day, I just go for a walk. Like literally just helps out so much. I listen to podcasts and just go for walks. But I have started cycling again. And I think the other thing that I really like about it, I, I forgot how much I loved it, man. Like, oh, it feels so good to just get out and ride. I am trying to get back in shape and whatnot too. So the other thing that I really like about cycling is, is I know it's gonna sound weird, but like the suffering part of it, I just, I, I just love that about cycling. There's something about the suffering part that I really, really like. And I, kind, I think that that's kind of synonymous with why I do what I do and, and why I'm able to get to the places that I get to is because I enjoy the journey so much. I, I like the building and like the struggling like part of it, you know, where people, most people would want it easy, right? They just want it, give it to them, give it to them and they want, they just want to be done with it and they want like all the, you know, the fame and the fortune in the end, right? They don't want to have to do the work for it. Whereas I'm a little bit different. I kind of, you know, I don't really care about the fame and the fortune like that. As long as I'm like making enough to do what I want to do without like, you know, having to live like shit and like I can live the way I live a pretty modest life. I'm not like out here driving Ferraris and Lambos and I just rent a one bedroom apartment. Like I, I live a very modest life for my age and what I do. The reason that I'm able to do what I do and I'm able to do it as long as I do it is because I just kind of enjoy like the building phase and that like struggling phase more than just the sitting around and like soaking it up phase. Like I don't, I don't really go on vacations. Like vacations don't really exist for me. I never have liked those. I've always been kind of just a workaholic. Um, I don't know what to do with myself when I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm like, what can I work on? Uh, so that's kind of like just a thing, you know, with me personally and like it's good and bad, but mostly I just enjoy it because I like to work. And so, um, you know, there, there are times where I'll even like create new things if I feel like one thing is getting to the point where it's doing so well that it like doesn't need that much attention. I'll create more things to make sure that I have more to do. So I think that that has a lot to do with why I'm able to be productive and just work from home and kind of do my own thing. So it was, you know, it's, it's interesting because they're like a lot of the topics now, because most people work from home now, a lot of people do. And I think that that's going to, you know, I think it's going to remain that way too, even after this whole pandemic. I think a lot of people are realizing, oh, we don't need to pay for a big office. We can do everything on a computer. But yeah, I was able to, you know, because I was working from home for so long that I really kind of like mastered it. And so, you know, my routine is simple. Get up at like 7, 7.30 every day. I don't use an alarm clock. My body wakes me up at that time. And, um, you know, feed the cats, clean up a little bit around the house, make coffee, drink a shit ton of water. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I check emails, like real basic stuff, check emails, um, affiliate stuff, and then do that for about an hour. But 
immediately I get active and like I go to the gym or I ride or I stretch um, after I have my coffee. Immediately I get active. I don't know, for me, I, I can't, like I have to have a workout in the morning before I get on with my day. Like it's just how I am. I have, I'm just a high energy person. If I go into my day without doing some sort of workout, uh, I will just, I'll, I will be so wound up and like hyper. I am just the kind of person that needs to have, stretch those legs, man. I gotta move around, I gotta do something. I gotta like, whether it's a run or a, a ride or stretching or lifting or whatever, I have to do something. So every morning I work out, every single morning, non-negotiable. Um, some mornings are obviously shorter than others, but the majority of the time, you know, I'm working out a minimum 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes two hours, it just depends on what mood I'm in. You know, I, t I take it like a little bit further because I really enjoy, like I kind of get energized from that. And so after I work out, come back to the apartment, um, my gym is in the apartment complex, so I don't even need to leave. And then I uh, shower, get ready for the day. I always get ready for the day, man. Even if you're working from home, get ready for the day. Pretend you're going to an office. It's so important. So I'll just shower, get ready for the day, and then I'll, I'll leave the apartment, which I think is really important. Like, you don't wanna be cooped up all day, so I, I create little separations so I'm not in the apartment all day. So after the workout, after the morning routine, uh, after the shower and I get ready for the day, I'll leave the apartment and that's when I usually go and get another coffee somewhere, like whether it be Starbucks or whatever. Grab a coffee, run some errands, kind of run around, so I'm out for like half an hour to an hour in the mid-morning. Come back around like 11 or whatever, 10, 11, and then I start working here. Whether I'm editing or you know filming or um, on the building stuff like SEO or marketing on the computer or the website stuff. Um, I do something like that. So filming, editing, or working on the computer. And I do that for like two or three hours. If I am filming and editing in one day, it'll take the whole day. But a lot of times it's kind of broken up into different things. So, you know, typically what I'll do is I'll come back and I'll start editing or filming or whatever until about mid-afternoon, like two or three. And that is generally when I'll go back outside, uh, whether it's I go for a run or I go cycling or I do, I do something. Um, I like to get back outside on my feet, get active. And that could be like anywhere between, depending on the day, but anywhere between one or three. So I'll do that and you know, if it's a long ride, I'll go for two, three hours. If it's a run, I'll just go for 20 minutes or whatever. I usually find that rather than try, like I don't drink any more caffeine afternoon. After 12, no more caffeine. I kind of find that going for a run or getting back on the bike or doing something actually like re-energizes me. You would think that it like takes all the energy out of you, but it kind of like re-energizes me. So I don't really need a coffee to like get over that midday slump, I just kind of get active and it like wakes me up again. Gets me fired up to like do more work. Then I'll come back and work more. And I'll usually work until about five or six, um, maybe seven. And I'll eat like a, a dinner somewhere in there. And then I go for a walk at night and I walk about three to four miles every single night with a podcast on, uh, whether it be, you know, Joe Rogan or, 
Rick, Rich Roll or something like that. I always have a podcast on and I walk for about an hour, which is like three to four miles. Being that active plays a huge role into my productivity and my energy. And so I, I just have energy all the time. Like I'm never, I'm never really like burnt out or tired. Um, and I still, every night I'll still get, you know, eight, sometimes nine hours of sleep always. Um, I generally come back from the walk around eight, you know, something like that, eight or nine. And then I typically go to bed around 10 or 11. And then I just sleep and I do it all over again. That's it. <laughs> now, obviously, you know, when you're traveling, like it's a little bit different, things kind of get, things can kind of get busy when you're traveling. And, you know, I throw the travels in there to kind of create a little bit of spontaneity. Cause I don't think it's good to, to be on like a strict, strict routine all the time like that. I don't think that's good for you. Um, I think you need to have things kind of broken up every now and then. So that is my, my routine. That is how I go about my days. And that seems to work really well for me. Um, for the most part, you know, I think that there's no one way to do everything. I think that things change in life. Routines change in life. We aren't perfect as humans. We're going to screw up. There is no one answer for everything. Uh, that, that schedule and that structure will always change. What works for me may not work for you. You know, you see a lot of people online trying to find answers and um, something that they could just follow step by step that is going to give them the life that they want, <laughs> which is just such bullshit. Like you can take bits of information from other people's lives and apply it to yours. And I've definitely done that. People that I look up to or mentors or whatever, you know, kind of look at what they do that I admire or aligns with my, you know, the way that I want to live my life. And I adapt those to my, the way I live. No one's, no one's going to have the perfect answer for you. Everyone's going to have their, everyone has to kind of develop their own thing that works for them. You see this often in like younger people, like they just, they're just lost. Like they don't know. And the only thing that really helps you figure life out is time. Like that's the sure, that's the sure way to, to find out, you know, what makes you happy and what's going to allow you to live the life the, the way that you want. Time. You have to give it time. You know, you have to develop. 20 year old me wouldn't listen to a word I'm saying at 36. It took time. <laughs> I had to develop into this person, you know? So you just see a lot of people online who like try to sell you and feed you stuff that's like very like some magical pill is gonna fix all your <laughs> your problems. <laughs> it's just funny. Dude, we've had rain for the past, what feels like a century, like four days. <laughs> we've had a lot of rain. It's a real bummer, man. God, I couldn't, I don't know. I would never be able to live somewhere that like rained all the time. Like moving out of the Midwest, oh my God. It's like literally saved my life. <laughs> I don't know what I would be doing if I still lived in the Midwest, but sure as hell would not be happy and I sure as hell would not be doing this. All right, man, this wheel's done. All the wheels are done. Fully ceramic coated. You guys have already seen the video of the reveal, but at this point in time, I have not seen these wheels on the car. I literally just got them, but I wanted to obviously put out the reveal before this video because I didn't want you guys to see the wheels. 
So really, really excited for that, man. Like these wheels are just so sick and I'm so happy with them and I'm so proud that I was able to get them for this build and start this new partnership with BC Forged, which was, you know, a difficult one to get, but I got it and um, super stoked to have them on board, man, and make some more wheels down the road and some different styles and maybe something a little more unique on whatever we get next. It's a, gr a great company. Uh, the, the people over there that I've worked with so far and just the, the methods of making these wheels and the way that they do business is, I will, I will continue to do business with that company, regardless if, uh, if it's a partnership or not. It's just a great company. So that's my two cents on it. Um, the wheels look amazing though. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Episode eight in the books. I'll see you guys next time on the Mishimoto Cash Game. <laughs>